Hello, action figure fans. Back for another exciting edition of AFW Action Figure Wrestling. I am your host with the most, the current MEWF heavyweight champion, Jerry Damage Cook. And we are in the go home edition. So it's some exciting stuff is going to take place here tonight. Because we're gearing up for some pay-per-view action. Joining me this week, as always, Triple D. (laughs) 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 Introduce yourself, sir. (laughs) It is your friend, your hero, your My House Sports Care sponsored athlete, Retromania Wrestling Superstar, or the Virgil, if you will. The king of the down vote, the foundation of dangerous adrenaline wrestling gladiators, and IWA vintage, the IWA vintage colonial champion, and soon to be the IWA vintage heavyweight champion, making me Daredevil dual belts on June 18th in Westville, New Jersey. Just letting you know where it's at, at Skid Row Academy. The Daredevil himself, Dave Dahl, and tonight on the Go Home, we have some action for you as our pay-per-view is going to blow Carnage out of the water as usual. As usual. Some strong words. We'll let him, his opponent respond. Dylan Housen, go ahead, sir. All red light on the big dogs, ready to talk some shit. Wearing my Mance Warner shirt out here. Mance Warner's Light Beers and Lariats. I'm Dark Beers and DDTs, suckas. This is Dylan Housen, MDK gang affiliated, the Tony Deppin of wrestling figure collecting and the award winning brewer. Leading up the brew world order, filling glasses, kicking asses. It is Dylan Gilbert of the Carnage brand. What is going on, boys? Ready to get this thing on the road? I am definitely ready. I'm also multitasking here and playing some wee bowling. It's it's switch bowling. It's not wee bowling. Jerry the dude cooked Oh, I just missed it. Oh my god! Over the line, Donnie. Over the line, man. This is going to go over since you're distracted now. Oh, I don't think I'm gonna go over. I, I think I've got my my stuff pretty. If there's tight. a if there's a time to cheat, it's while I'm sitting here playing Switch Sports. I'm telling you, that's what I'm saying, man. But like Xavier Woods, oh, I always you. keep it tight. All right, let's see here. I'm lining up. I'm gonna do my play by play. Here it is. Oh, that one pin. That one pin just boom. Who do you think you are? I All right. Am. <laughs> <laughs> I am the MJF of switch bowling here, apparently. So, anyways, <laughs> it's a timely reference for really. anybody doesn't know. So, yeah. for frame of reference, we recorded this the Thursday after double or nothing. Yeah. So, here we go. We are in the go home edition. Like I said, we've got two big pay per views coming up. But first, we got one more episode of Carnage, one more episode of Breakdown. I'm kind of ready to get to it, guys. Let's see what happens here so we can gear up for some pay-per-view action. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. 
Steven, I I'm think first. you are up first, sir. You got your little stopwatch. I Stopwatch.net. I don't mess with dot com. Stopwatch.edu. Yeah. Up so we can start. It is up. <laughs> Waiting on you, asshole. Always up. <laughs> Stop taking those purple pills. Uh, <laughs> Always work, up, man. Jerry Blue Cook. Two works. All right. I'm ready when you are, David. Uh, what? What? Am I in trouble? You called me David. No called me David. <laughs> I use your government name. <laughs> I'm ready when you the are. Timer. And the timer's ready. It's got 30 minutes on the clock. I'm gonna go ahead and count you down. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Three, two, one, go. Make sure my volume is up this week. <laughs> Wrestling action figures needed an alternative. They needed a new era. They needed a change. Ladies and gentlemen, AFW is that change. Welcome to AFW Breakdown! And we're starting off hot with the rock coming out to the ring. And the rock's out, making the crowd go crazy. He comes out, he looks pissed after the sneak attack by Bret Hart last week. He gets on the mic. He's like, Bret! You rooty poo, candy ass. Man, got the jump on me last week. But the problem is, is the great one doesn't get had twice. So tonight we're going to forego this best of three series bullshit. And we're going to go right to the pay-per-view where I'm going to kick that ass down SmackDown Lane. Check you into the Heartbreak Hotel and make you my rooty poo, candy ass bitch. Brett is shown in the back, just watching, unamused, as The Rock is talking. The Rock continues. See, there's only two things that I know for sure. Owen was the best heart, and The Rock is better than Brett, the hitman heart. Because The Rock will be the greatest one of all time. The greatest one that there ever was. And the greatest one that there will ever be. Because I am the most electrifying man in sports entertainment today. And you can't just bring it. As we fade to commercial. We come back from commercial. The following tag team contest is scheduled for one fall. If I can find the music. Tell me I didn't download... Yeah, there it is. Join the Dark Order. Evil Uno and John Silver appear on the stage making their way to the ring as they wait their opponents.
and their opponents. It's a new day. Yes, Biggie and Kofi Kingston. Biggie and Kofi come charging the ring. John Silver and Uruguay meet them in the middle of the ring. They get ahead. The ref calls for the bell. They're having a great back and forth match. Johnny Silver being Johnny Hungy as we kind of fast forward to the end of the match. The pancakes have made an appearance and Big E is threatening Johnny Hungy with him. Johnny looks at him and goes, Johnny Hungy! And just starts shoving the pancakes down his mouth. And he has them all stuffed in there and he's flexing with the pancakes to get out of his mouth. And he turns to face another camera as Kofi Kingston hits a trouble in paradise. Boom. Johnny Hungy is on the ground. He's laying there. The ref is trying to get the pancakes out of his mouth because he's out cold. And slides behind as Uno's checking on him too. Brody Lee comes in. Kofi Kingston turns around. Big discus clothesline. Big E turns around and gets hit with one too. Boom. Uno sees this. He slides in. Covers Kofi Kingston. One, two, three. Here's your winners. The Dark Order. Join the Dark Order. Uno, Brody, and Johnny Silver start beating down Big E and Kofi Kingston. When Woods with Francesca comes swinging at Wiley, making a save, and the Dark Order powers out of the ring as we fade to commercial. We come back from commercial. The following tag team contest is scheduled for one fall. Making your way to the ring. Representing the Dark Order. Anna J. Anna J makes her way to the ring. And her tag team partner. Representing D Generation X. China. China makes her way down the ring. Her and Anna kind of talking strategy, but China's kind of blowing her off at the same time. And their opponents. And her opponent, or her partner. Hikaru Shira. All four ladies in the ring. The match starts. They're all just not even getting out. They just start brawling with each other. Anna going with Cheetah, China with Mia, all going crazy, just big blows, big blows. Finally, Mia and Cheetah start getting up on China and Anna. Wow, I teamed up the names that all rhyme. That's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> Anna and China powder out. Mia and Cheetah firing up to the crowd, getting them behind them. Finally, you know, we get. Back to a regular contest, just back and forth tag team kind of stuff. 
we get to it. China blind tags herself in when Anna is starting to go for the King Slayer. China tags herself and grabs Mia, hooks her up in the pedigree. Anna turns around, slaps China in the face. Hekarushita comes running up, jumps off the back of Mia, hits a shining wizard on China, goes after Anna. Now Anna and Shida are brawling. Mia grabs China, they're brawling. Shida by actually hits Mia with an elbow to the back. Mia turns around, turns Shida around, hits Shida. Anna hits China, and, and it's just a brawl. The ref, ref finally just calls for a bell, and other officials come down and separate all four women as the ref is calling this a no contest as we fade to commercial. What's my time, Jerry? 22 even. A falling contest is scheduled for one fall. Making his way to the ring. Roman Reigns. The confident Roman Reigns makes his way to the ring with Umaga and Yokozuna. Blanking him, but he stops. And he sends them to the back like he has nothing to worry about. And his opponent. The ultimate warrior. Ultimate warrior last week is supposed to face Roman Reigns, but Randy Orton came out and RKO'd him, giving him the D2 victory. So we're getting a rematch, basically. Ultimate running. Done. Doing his thing. Taking the ropes. Randy Orton from behind. Slides in. Goes to the RKO. Gets pushed off by Ultimate Warrior. Gets press slam. As press slam. The ref had called for the bell before Orton slid in. Press slams. Throws him to the outside. The ref distracted with the Warrior. Shaking the ropes. Yelling at Randy Orton. Egg from behind. Roman slides in. Lindsay Dorado. Roman hears him. Turns around. Cracked to the skull with a chair by Lindsay. Roman down. Ultimate Warrior runs. Big splash. Cover. One, two, three. Roman Reigns has just lost to the Ultimate Warrior thanks to Lindsay Dorado. Lindsay standing at the top of the stage laughing. Laughing his ass off. And then he sees Yokozuna and Umaga come out to chase him. He runs off the stage to the side and runs to the back. Running away from these two behemoths as we fade to commercial. We come back from commercial. Champa is on the screen. And he goes, Rey Mysterio, your days of being champion are slowly coming to an end. Is that the pay-per-view in your face? I will end this fairy tale once and for all. I will take away that title and put it around my waist. But I have some other news for you, Ray. Tonight, in the main event, you are going to wrestle on a warm-up match against a man I had to wrestle last week. A man you decided to get involved in our match. You will go one-on-one with the Macho Man, Randy Savage, in the main event tonight. I hope you last, because I want you to come to the pay-per-view and see your fairy tale ending as they fade to commercial. We come back. The exit scene in the back in their locker room fuming over last week where they got flooded with poop and 
piss and everything else from the porta potty cleaners. And they're just, just still yelling and screaming about it, still saying they can still smell it, everything. And they're like, you know what? We're going to go get them back. So DX all storms out of the locker room. They go walking through the arena. They find the NWO locker room. They barge in. They have spray paint cans. They have bats. They have all kinds of things. They're getting ready to destroy the locker room. They walk to the center. And next thing you know, they're stuck in a trap with their feet hanging out. It looks like the scene from the Turtles when they get caught trying to give them donuts. And Dio comes out, starts laughing, and like, you think we not realize you're going to come and try to do something to us? You fools. And they start poking and prodding DX with sticks and like hitting them like a pinata. What's the DX just yelling at him? Let him go as we fade to commercial. They come back from commercial. The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Making his way to the ring. Edge. Edge makes his way to the ring. Right for this matchup. And his opponent. His opponent. Sting! Sting makes his way to the ring without... Darby Allen, him and Edge go at it. They have that tag match, Darby Allen's thing versus Edge and a mystery partner uh, in your face. They're going at it. Edge is getting the advantage, getting the advantage. It looks like he's got, about to have it won. He gets Edge locked in the Scorpion Death Drop. Pyro in the corners, big red bright pyro in the corners go off. Sting kind of gets blinded by him by all the flash. Turns around. Eats a spear to the gut. One, two, three. Here's your winner. Edge. As Edge is celebrating, gets out of the ring. Darby comes running past him, sliding in. Checking on Sting, make sure he's okay. As we fade to commercial. We come back, Punk is on the screen, and he goes, Jericho, you see, you're always calling yourself the GOAT, the greatest of all time. You're always saying you're the best in the world, but we know that's actually me. You say your band is the best. We all know it's not. You know, you want to come in here and take my Intercontinental Championship, but that is not going to happen. That will happen when I am dead, laying cold on this floor and not breathing anymore. Jericho walks into the interview area and goes, Punk, see, you're nothing but a whiny, spoiled little brat. You're nothing but an ass clown that thinks he's better than everyone when he knows he's not. You talk the talk. But you can't walk that walk. Let's not remind you who beat Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock in the same night. They become the first ever undisputed champion in wrestling history. Hey, that's right, that's me. Not you. You won a title. You took your ball and you went home. 
Surprised you haven't done that again. And in your face, I take that Intercontinental Championship away from you, and I give it the lineage it should have. And Punk and Jericho gets an intense stare down, face-to-face, nose-to-nose, as we fade to commercial. Come back, and Kurt Angle's like, ladies and gentlemen, we shall run down the pay-per-view for you right here, right now. On the card, for in your face, we have The Rock versus Bret Hart. For the Tag Team Championships of Breakdown, D-Generation X will defend against Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. Darby Allen Sting will face Edge and a mystery partner. For the Intercontinental title, we just saw a confrontation between the two men. Chris Jericho will challenge CM Punk. Randy Orton once again tried to get the better of Ultimate Warrior, but this this week in the pay-per-view, in your face, Ultimate Warrior will have Randy Orton one-on-one in the middle of that ring. Rand, Roman Reigns, the big dog, will face the lucha-lit cat, Lince Dorado. After Lince just cracked him with the chair, Roman Reigns has to be furious. Let's see how Lince can hold his own against him in your face. And for the X Division title, Brody Lee will defend against Xavier Woods. And in your main event, the World Championship, Rey Mysterio, the champion, will defend against the Maso champion, uh, Maso Champa. Who is determined Freudian to slip. determine who or de- uh, I can't speak right now apparently. A hurt, a hurt, a hurt. That's all I have to say about that. Who walks away with the world championship of breakdown. And we fade to commercial after that. We come back from commercial. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for your main event. Make his way to the ring. The Breakdown World Heavyweight Champion, Ray Mysterio. Ray makes his way to the ring, celebrating, showing off the belt, having a good time. And his opponent. The Macho Man, Randy Savage. Watch the man makes the play of the ring. The ref calls to the bell. Ray and Macho shake hands. They have a great back and forth outing. Macho trying to keep up with Ray's speed, but Ray's just too fast. Getting the advantage going into the commercial break. We come back with Sega 11. The match is still going back and forth. Tommaso Ciampa. Comes out to watch closer and he's standing at ringside. Ray Mysterio gets Macho Man out. Goes for a suicide dive. Macho Man moved. Ray hits Tommaso. Macho Man's looking like, oh crap. 
Macho Man slides back in the ring to break the count. Tommaso's up. Starts just beating up Rey Mysterio. The ref calls for the bell. Rey wins by DQ. But he's getting beat up by Tommaso. Macho Man slides out there and starts be saving Ciampa. Sending Ciampa on the run. Getting Rey up. Hands Rey his belt. Holding his arms up. As we fade to what a show gearing up for a awesome awesome pay-per-view i'm pretty excited to see what's going to happen here it's uh, going to be a great pay-per-view so still had a couple minutes left but all in all pretty good But as always, after one of these awesome shows, it is time for us to take a small little break down for our sponsors. See what I did there? Terrible. That was pretty bad. Almost as bad as that shot that I just took. I swear. Over the line. I wish it was over the line. Am I the only person here with any regard for the rules around here? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna keep See making uh, great, you know, Big Lebowski references. Yeah. <clears throat> Do not fuck with that Jesus. <laughs> Do not fuck with the Jesus. But let's take a small time out to pay a little bit of them bills here. And as we come back from AFW Studios, this time there's no jokes. We just see that lone detective who's been hunting Big Dave sitting at a desk with an empty folder that says Batista on the file. We see some post-it notes stuck on the front with the biggest one saying, how big is it? (laughs) (laughs) He slams the file down on the desk, stands up and walks away as we fade to black. Because where is Big Dave? Will he be at the draft? I don't know. And the question we all need answered, how big is Batista's figure? We can certainly compare fig size here. Once hey, let's not turn this into a fig measuring so. contest. Ooh. Yeah, I don't want a fig swap. Yeah, let's let's not let the whole size of our fig just you know ruin the dynamic of our podcast here. Because yeah, all right. we all know who has the biggest fig. It's Ron Strowman. He's the tallest guy in wrestling right now. Andre. Super 7 Andre. Hands down. Super 7 Andre. All right. Fair enough. Probably. Fair enough. I need to get one. I need to get a figure in hand before I can really tell. But, you know. That's a bad <laughs> There's joke. There's some jokes there. There's some real jokes there. <laughs> there is. All right. <laughs> oh, we Dylan, are you ready, sir? Yes. Yes, I am ready. All right. Reset my clock here from stopwatch.net. Not a sponsor. 
but they should be because I do use them every single week. 30 minutes on the clock, sir. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. Go, sir. AFW Carnage. Never bought, never sold. Bringing the punk rock back into professional wrestling. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of AFW Carnage, the go-home show before and out come the wolves. We're going to kick this thing off with a bang. John Moxley makes his way down to the ring, and he is running down there with a purpose. Moxley blasts right by the fans. He rolls into the ring. He's got microphone in hand. Seth Rollins. I told you last week I'd be right here waiting for you, brother. So why don't you get your ass out here? Face me man to man. John Moxley, he drops that microphone down to his side. And he's staring up that ramp. Uh, all right, all right, enough. Cut the music, cut the music. All right, John, you got what you wanted. I'm here. What in the hell do you want from me? Do you want me to apologize? Do you want me to tell you I'm sorry for what happened last week, John? Because I'm not. You stabbed me in the back. All right, Seth, cut the crap. Me telling you that I needed to follow my own path while still having your back. It's not on the same level as you kicking me in the head and costing me a championship. <laughs> it's funny you say that, John. You, you, I see things a little differently. Why should I help you win a championship when you have not been there for me? Soon as they started this little hardcore division, you couldn't bail on Roman and I fast enough. Seth, that's that that that's funny because uh, I seem to remember a time where you cracked me in the back with a chair, and you cracked Roman in the back with a chair, and you beat us down and abandoned us to go play the boss's lapdog, Seth. So is it only okay when you run off to go and live your own life? It's time to face the facts, John. I've always been better than you. And frankly, you did me a favor by turning your back on me. I'm glad you abandoned me and the shield and everything we stood for because all you ever did was hold me back. <laughs> oh, is that the way you feel, Seth? 
Then why don't uh, you know if, if, if this is the way that you truly feel? Then you wouldn't have any problem stepping in the ring with me, face to face, man to man, one on one. Prove it. Let's write the last chapter in our story. Let's settle this thing once for all, Seth. You want to you want to walk around claiming that you're the best? Prove it. Seth kind of looks around. He's got that evil smirk on his face. <sighs> You're on, Mox. And I can't wait to put you down like I should have years ago. Seth and John Moxley stare each other down as we fade to commercial. Segment number two, we are back. That's right, everybody in this arena has been cordially invited to a super kick party. The Young Bucks are making their way down to the ring. The Young Bucks roll into the ring. They hit that signature pose, and the cash cannons go off. Boom! Sending those Young Bucks floating down to the crowd. Introducing first your Carnage Tag Team Champions. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. And their opponents already in the ring. Rod, Dan, Sam, and Mike Puzzle. Mid-times. The bell rings. Matt super kicks Rod, who just drops back lifeless into the corner. Mike reaches over. He tags in for Rod. Matt shoots Mike into the corner. Matt hits him with a Larian in the corner, tags Nick in. Matt picks up Mike Puzzle in that tombstone position. Nick springboards over. Meltzer driver. One, two, three. Your winners of the match, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Segment number three, the music's still playing. Matt and Nick, they're celebrating. They're holding their titles high. Nick reaches over. He grabs a mic. I hate to be the bearer of bad news here, but... <laughs> you know, it looks like Matt Riddle and Rod Van Dam. Rob Van Dam, whatever. They're the same as mid-times. They're not medically cleared to compete. Apparently, all of that devil's lettuce these guys are smoking has not made those broken bones heal any faster. But that said, my brother and I, you know, we, we grew up in the VFW halls. We're fighters. We want to be fighting champions. So we want to match this Sunday. We're extending the invitation to any tag team in that locker room. If you want the titles, you've got to be ready to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the best tag 
team in the world. <laughs> Matt and Nick, they look to each other and they laugh and they're about to roll out of the ring when they hear Matt and Nick are staring at each other. Their jaws are on the floor. Everybody in the arena is on their feet. That's right. No more words is playing. Everyone knows exactly what that means. The Hardy Boys stand atop the ramp. Jeff Hardy grabs a microphone. <laughs> Did somebody say the best tag team in the world? We heard our names and we came running. If you want to claim a title that's rightfully ours, you got to go right through us first, brother. Nick Jackson picks his mic back up. All right. All right. Fair, Jeff. Fair. It's no secret that without you, there is no us. The crowd is on their feet. Crowd is fired up for this one. Let's, uh, you know what, Jeff? Maybe it's because we respect a couple old, old grizzled vets. Maybe it's just because I used to dress as you when I was a child all those years ago. But you know what? Let's have this match. But if we're going to do it, let's do it the only way we know how. Matt and Nick Jackson versus Matt and Jeff Hardy in a ladder match for the Carnage Tag Team titles. Jeff looks to Matt, and they both have that sick smirk across their face, and they nod their heads. Brother, you want it? You got it. Ladder match. Ha, 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 ha. Their music starts playing. The crowd is on their feet as we fade to commercial. 19 minutes, 49 seconds. Segment number four, Brutus Housen. He's sitting on the bench with Orange Cassidy backstage. Hmm. You know, Orange, maybe Brutus Housen has been going about this all wrong. Brutus Housen has been so focused on protecting all of his human monies that he has not quite made the time to make more human monies. And you see, I'm spending money keeping you here, so my human monies are dwindling. Maybe Brutushausen should do the right thing and propose another open challenge. Then I will have even more money to find even bigger and scarier men to protect my millions. Orange Cassidy kind of just shrugs his shoulders. Hmm. Yes, yes. Interesting point, Mr. Orange. Brutushausen should go talk to Mr. F right away. Brutushausen hops up. And he runs out of the frame. Orange Cassidy just keeps sitting on the bench and slowly falls to his left to take a nap on the bench as we cut back to the ring. Alistair Black makes his way down the ramp. 
his incendiary flares hanging from the family tree. The new theme for Alistair Black. Alistair Black makes his way to the ring. He sits cross-legged in the middle of the ring and a spotlight shines down as all of the lights fade. You see, for as long as I can remember, I have done my best, despite my physical appearance, to blend into the crowd. I've always kept to myself and I've tried not to disrupt the natural order of things. I don't bother anyone and nobody bothers me. But for years, I've wondered, why do I behave in such a manner? Am I just another sheep in the herd of society? But a few months ago, something happened that truly opened my eyes. When I was attacked and taken out of that championship match, my physical form was broken and bloodied and beaten. But deep within inside the recesses of my mind, something clicked. You see, as I lay there in that white-walled prison, chained to the bed like some sort of animal, I realized that I was no sheep. You see, I realized the reason that I had always tried to blend in was not because I was one of you, but it was because I feared my true potential. I was quietly terrified of just what I was capable of. But you see, as fate would have it, MWO thought that they were going to injure me, that they were going to hurt me, that they were going to break me down. But now looking back, I, I, I truly believe that what they did was freed me from my self-imposed shackles and allowed me to truly open my mind. Speaking of opening minds, this brings me to last week. Finn Balor and Buddy Murphy. Those two are men that I hold an immense amount of respect for. Both of those men are fierce warriors at heart. But just like myself, they are weighed down with the crushing burden of being who society tells them to be. The act that I carried out last week was not an act of malice, no. It was an act of benevolence. My intentions were to set these men free. Free from the shackles placed on them to reveal to them that which words alone cannot convey. To help them realize their true potential. Buddy, Finn, I would humbly invite you to join me. Together, the three of us, we can create something truly greater than the sum of its already extraordinary parts. 
But just like any proper invitation, I have presented to you, and now the choice is yours. Stand with me, or fade to black. Black stares intensely down the camera as we fade to commercial break. How much time do we have, sir? 13 minutes, 53 seconds. Segment number six. Samoa Joe makes his way down to the ring and immediately grabs a microphone. Well, well, well. Last week before the pay-per-view, and it's looking like my performance a few weeks ago didn't quite get the attention of the front office the way I had hoped because I do not have a match for Sunday. Now, I could sit here and whine and complain and say I'm overlooked and I'm underrated and I deserve better, but no, that's never how I've operated. So instead, I'm going to do something about it. Brian Danielson, come down here. Let's have ourselves a match, shall we? Brian Danielson makes his way down the ramp to absolute legends of the sport about to go one-on-one on free TV. This match has not made the pay-per-view. We're going to give you a good one on the go-home show. Danielson rolls into the ring. Referee rings the bell. The two of the two reach out, they shake hands, both giving a nod to their time in Ring of Honor. Match starts off, they're trading holds left and right, back and forth. Both men are not slouches in the technical game, and they are proving it here. Danielson is trying to utilize his quickness, his technical advantage to gain the upper hand, but Joe's strength and size keep him in the match. They're giving him the upper hand. Danielson attempts to lock holds on Joe. Joe is just breaking out of him, using his power to his advantage time after time. Danielson changes his technique up. He starts laying stiff kicks on the legs of Joe. Joe seems unfazed. Shot after shot after shot to the thighs, to the shins. Joe is still on his feet. Danielson gets frustrated. He opens his palm up, reaches back, and he nails a chop on Joe. Joe kind of kind of laughs to himself, reigns back another vicious chop. They start trading shot after shot after shot, both men trying to cave the chest in of the other. Joe, he winds up. For an absolute haymaker, but Danielson catches the arm. Danielson tries to cinch in an arm bar, but Joe pushes Danielson off. Danielson bounces off the ropes. He goes for a drop kick. Joe steps to the side to dodge. Hits a 
kick right to the head of Danielson. Danielson goes down like a ton of bricks, rolls to the ropes, and he grabs the rope. Joe goes right back on the attack, but the referee separates the two of them to check on Danielson as we fade to commercial break. Segment number seven, we come back from commercial. Joe has Brian in the corner, and he's just raining chop after chop after chop, just caving in the chest of Danielson. Danielson falls to a seated position. Joe just starts stomping Danielson, stomp after stomp. Danielson finally has enough. He grabs the boot of Joe. He gets to his feet. Dragon screw. Joe, he's back up to his feet, but he's kind of clutching that knee. He's limping. Danielson starts laying kicks in on that injured knee. Shot after shot after shot. Joe doubles over. He starts clutching that knee. Danielson hooks him up for the half-hatch suplex. Danielson takes advantage of the down Joe. He locks in that single leg crab and he cinches it in with all of his might. Joe, he's trying to crawl to the ropes, but Danielson sits back, just puts his whole body weight in and cinches in deeper. Joe uses his free leg and he starts kicking Danielson in the head, causes Danielson to release the hold. Joe rolls into the ropes to regroup and he's clutching that knee. Danielson tries to go after Joe, but the referee separates him as the ringside doctor runs down to check on the knee of Samoa Joe as we fade to another commercial break. Segment number eight. Somehow, both of these men are back to their feet. Joe is eight trading minutes, 30 shots. Seconds left. Joe is trading shots with Danielson. Joe. Hooks the arms, he grabs Danielson in tight, and he starts throwing repeated knees into the body of Brian Danielson. Danielson falls backwards into the ropes. Joe hits a brutal lariat, and both men tumble over the top rope. Both men are down on the floor. The referee starts the count. One, two, three. Both men start slowly trying to drag themselves to their feet. Four. Five. Both men get back to their feet. They start brawling. Punch after punch. Hockey fight breaking out at ringside. They're just trading shot, 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 shot. Seven. Eight. They just keep fighting. Neither man wanting to give. Neither man wanting to be the one to try to throw the other into the ring. They are just trading shots nine ten call for the bell call for the bell referee calls for the bell joe and brian they're still fighting on the outside they're trading knees punches elbows anything in their repertoire these men are trying to absolutely maul each other the referee rolls out of the ring security rush down to ringside and they manage to separate the two men as we fade to the back Segment number nine, Brutus Housen bursts through the door to MJF's office. Ah, yes, Mr. F, Mr. F. Brutus Housen needs to speak with you about a very important business matter. MJF kind of just drops his head into his hands. You know, Freak Show, I constantly question why the hell I kept you. But you know what? Fine, fine. I might as well make some money off of you. 
the, the marks in the seat seem to love you. What the hell do you want, Brutus? It's Brutus Hausen, Mr. F. And, and no swearing, by the way. Uh, also, I am the very rich, very famous Brutus Hausen. I'm a very famous professional wrestler like Rock the Dwayne Johnson or Cold Steve. Can can you please, for the love of God, just get to the point? I'm I'm tr- busy trying to run a brand here. Well, okay, okay, calm down, calm down. Brutushausen wants to put on another million human dollar open challenge, and if Brutushausen wins, the fans must pay Brutushausen one million human dollars. MJF just drops his head into his hands and shakes his head. All right, all right, all right fine, sure, but whatever. Now just. Get out of my office and leave me the hell alone. No swearing. I've told you this. Get the fuck out. Brutushausen leans in one more time. No swearing and runs away as we fade to commercial break. Segment number 10. How much time do I have left, sir? I'm going to take that as a five-minute mark. Segment number 10. Kenny Omega. Walking slowly down the ramp, Kenny looks focused. Kenny rolls into the ring. He grabs the microphone. Cut it. Cut it. I know. I know. I'm usually one for pomp and circumstance, but right now, feeling very serious. So I debuted here on Carnage. Two weeks ago, after my match, I was greeted with a tombstone and a threat. Last week, I came back and had a pretty damn good match to hype the crowd up before the show. Just doing my part to help the brand. And as I was walking to my car, I was met with yet another threat. Someone had placed a note on my rental car calling me out yet again. I don't know who's behind this. But I'll tell you this. I want these mind games to end. I'm man enough to admit it. I am super uncomfortable. And and, and I'm also man enough to admit that I am absolutely terrified. But I'm also man enough to do something about it. So to whoever it is that's trying to get under my skin, hiding behind your notes and your props and all of this. At and out come the wolves. We have a match. Man to man, face to face. No more notes. No more props, no more mind games. Let's settle this thing in the place that Kenny Omega is the most comfortable, and that's right here 
in these ropes in this ring. Whoever you are, I will see you soon. And it will be good bye and good night. Bang! The lights dim. Omega standing in the ring. He's, he's two minutes confused. Out walk two women dressed in all black with black veils. Their faces painted with Mexican sugar skulls. They carry out a funeral wreath in the shape of the Omega symbol. Kenny stares it down. He is terrified as we fade to our video segment to end off Seg 11. We cut to Hangman Page. He's out on the Broken Skull Ranch. He's stacking hay bales. Hangman is dripping sweat, but he just keeps working harder. Steve Austin pulls up on his ATV with an ice chest sitting in the front seat. Hey, kid. It's hot as hell out there. Get your ass over here. Let's take a break. Hangman reluctantly stops working. Stone Cold tosses him a beer. Kid, as much as I love having you around here, hell, you're one hell of a worker. I think it's time we get you back One in minute. that ring. You know MJF won't book me. He used me to get the number one pick, and then he stopped taking my calls. I'm sick of being overlooked. I want to wrestle again. <laughs> Believe it or not, kid, I had a real jackass of a boss back in the 90s. Some bitch wouldn't take my calls either, so I did something about it. I think you need to give that SOB a piece of your mind. Hangman looks at him and says, you know what? I'll drink to that. Hangman stunk cold, clang their beer cans, and take a long sip as we fade to black. Bang. That might be the closest one we've ever had. Because <clears throat> you had 13 seconds left. Woo-hoo! So I was nervous for you. I was like, I'm going to have to cut him off. He's going to lose a segment. But... Uh... Nah, I was. I, I knew what you, I was he came doing. in right, right under that. So it was impressive, like sir. Xavier Woods always says we got to yeah. keep it tight. Keep it tight. Well, keep it tight. Dave ran through his pay per view card uh, on his show. You did not. So since this is the go home edition, why don't you run down your pay per view card here before we duck out for for the episode? So, uh, freshly announced on this episode, we have Seth Rollins versus John Moxley in one last match, trying to write the final chapter of their story rivalry. We've got Brutushausen's million dollar open challenge, where if Brutushausen wins, the crowd owes him one million human dollars. The Young Bucks versus the Hardy Boys in a tag title ladder match. And Kenny Omega versus his mystery tormentor in some form of match. We're not sure quite yet. And then, as we have announced in the past episodes, Britt Baker versus Asuka for the Women's Championship. Kevin Owens versus The Miz for the World Championship. Adam Cole versus Will Ospreay for the Intercontinental. And after our main event, a lights-out match unsanctioned hardcore championship match Brian Myers versus Matt Cardona 
for the true ownership for Hardcore Championship, which has been up for dispute. So, uh, and out come the wolves proves to be a uh, interesting show, if nothing else. It does. We've got some big stuff coming down the pipe here for both of these brands. So, I'm excited. That'll be our next show. Be two pay per views. We've also got the draft where you guys um, fist fight, and maybe we will actually find out where is Big Dave. Is he on Carnage? Is he on Breakdown? Or is he just sitting at home collecting that Guardians of the Galaxy royalty checks and not decide to join either brand? We'll see. The people need to know how big is Batista's fig. It's true. So we've got to see. Is either brand big enough for him? I don't know. We will find out. All those questions will be answered on our next episode. Until then, signing off for Dave Housen, for Dylan Housen, I'm Jerry Housen saying see you next time.